Hello and welcome to our podcast, Life in Law, hosted by Acom Recruitment in connection with the Swansea JLD. I'm Michael Ives, Legal Recruitment Specialist, and with us today we have future trainee solicitor Tracy Chow. And thank you for joining me. How are you? Hi, Michael. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you very much. I'm not enjoying the weather at the moment. It's kind of gone from um, <laughs> incredible yeah, heat to, <laughs> to the British weather. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to um, have you on the podcast, really, as um, probably might be a good fit, as obviously you are a, um, a future trainee, and, and you've recently produced some of excellent um, interview tips documents for potential trainees. So what, what made you um, want to go out and produce that? Sure, so um, I have a few uh, mentees that I've been mentoring for uh, quite a while now, and um, a few of them were getting interviews, or a few of them also got in touch um, wanting some help with how to prepare for interviews so um, rather than just posting um, answering the question many times over I thought okay I'll just make a, an interview document and I shared it with them and they found it was uh, really helpful so I thought that I'll just share it on LinkedIn because uh, more aspiring solicitors might find it helpful as well and the feedback for it's been really really great so uh, I'm glad that I did that Nice and um, yeah, it, it's a really good document. And, and what I do is I'll um, I'll give I'll give people after after this um, podcast or LinkedIn and via email. So if they do want to see the documents, then um, they can just get in touch. Um, so if it, so, to people who ha- haven't read it, so you've you've kind of break, broken the document down into sort of four types of interview questions. So how did you identify those areas, and can you sort me through those areas? Sure. So I um, haven't had massive amount of uh, interview practice but uh, through the various interviews I have had for vacation scheme um, applications or training contract uh, applications I've kind of narrowed down the the main types of interview questions that I have been asked and so the four um, areas broad areas are general slash application questions Uh, the second one is law firm specific questions the third is competency questions and the fourth is commercial awareness questions um, there will be some overlap between the questions um, in interviews and there will be some questions that probably won't fall into any of these categories but those are the main ones that I've identified. Um, we take the first uh, category, the general application questions. This will be based on um, your application prior to getting that interview and that will be either your CV cover letter um, or the application form. So um, to prepare for these interview questions, I recommend reading over whatever you've submitted to the law firm and prepare prepare for any follow-up questions that you may be asked um, in the interview. Uh, The second category, the law firm specific questions, these are really testing your drive and desire to work with that particular firm over any other firm out there so it's so important to have done your research into the firm which you should have done already um, in the application stage and you probably have proven your desire to work there if been selected for an interview but again it helps just to go over your um, your research and if there's any um, new stories or or changes that have happened since your application so keep up to date with those um, and then there's competency questions and these are asking you to show that you have the requisite skills to be a successful trainee if that's what you're applying for or whatever role that you're you're actually interviewing for um, it's really important to 
look at the firm's website on there um who who we look for who we hire section of the the careers page on the website and they have um a paragraph or two with the main skills and attributes that they look for and while most skills are applicable to a, a, a trainee role um different law firms will kind of highlight and rely on more different skills so make sure that you're um really finding examples to show those skills and and hitting those skills in in any uh chance to kind of sell yourself to the firm and lastly commercial awareness question uh that's the dreaded question that aspiring solicitors hate um <laughs> but that's obviously testing your kind of your ability to put information about clients uh and and you know think about what clients will be will be looking for or their or any developments that will change clients the firms because you have to be aware at the end of the day the firm is a is a business it wants to generate the highest amount of revenue it wants to have high quality clients and that all comes down to having commercially aware lawyers um who will be able to tailor their advice to um to to kind of their needs um and in the in the business world so yeah those are the, the the main categories that i kind of go through in the document excellent they're um yeah they're really substantive in the document and the use i think you've covered it all really well especially um the competency given given a great breakdown on how to um give examples in a really sort of structured way the start the star method i think that's a really good way of um answering questions and um i was hoping to cover as well um just a bit about yourself and kind of how you secured your training contract so um so from when um you started applying did you sort of spread yourself far and wide and sort of send out loads of applications <laughs> um yeah so i did um law and that meant i could uh, start applying to vacation schemes training contracts in my second year um to be honest i think that they can push back the application window when you can start applying to later just because a second year me did not know how to apply and didn't really have that much guidance from university on really how how to kind of write the, the most impressive application um so in second year i was mass sending off um applications you know cutting and pasting answers where i could apart from the why why this firm question and i was i did get to the next stage for a couple of firms um but i think that was really just based on luck but i um went through a few stages of the watson glazer test and the um various other verbal reasoning tests for some firms um and got an interview for one for stevens and harwood for a vacation scheme and that was the first interview i had um since well any any legal uh, legal uh, interview that was the first and and unfortunately i didn't get the vacation scheme um so after all the little advances that i made nothing really came about it in the second year in the third year i didn't apply uh because i wanted to focus on exams and uh, don't tell my mum she thinks that I, I i i she thinks that i applied in third year um but then i went straight to do my LPC uh, without having secured anything after graduated and I actually secured my training contract uh, in the summer of my LPC um, and I do think that LPC did help uh, help me secure that that training contract. Okay and um, the process for when you secured the training contract what was the interview process like? So 
Um, for Rosenblatt, uh, there's an application stage uh, interview vacation scheme they recruit exclusively from the vacation scheme and then uh, which was a week long and at the end of the vacation scheme it was uh, I had a assessment centre day um, and that assessment centre day was very intense there was a whole mix of um, tasks to do group exercises presentation writing tasks uh, reading tasks uh, proofreading tasks um, and a group exercise as well as a three panel interview so it was a very intense day Oh, wow. <laughs> so many hoops to jump through, but I suppose it's so competitive that you need to find a way to separate you from the rest of the pack. Yeah, it is a, it is a very, it's a very long process, but it's, it's, it's a great process because you are learning um, all the way. And I think for a lot of the, the posts I see on LinkedIn or people who reach out to me, they, uh, they, they receive these, they, they, they go through these setbacks and they're, um, you know, really disheartened by it and, and not sure what to do next. And it's just so important to re remember that everyone has these setbacks. I had so many rejections, but had I not had those rejections, I wouldn't have got my training contract because each step that I failed on, I learned what I needed to do to get to the next stage. Um, and that's really, really important to remember and just seek feedback where possible and, and just know how to improve for the next time and you will see results. So it sounds like ultimately you um, would have had to have obviously stood out throughout the vacation scheme and sort of the interview process. How do you think you managed to do that? I think having a lot of non-legal work experience underneath my belt from a young age definitely uh, helped me stand out just because I had uh, a range of experiences to pick on specific examples to showcase the transferable skills needed for, um, for a successful trainee. And um, as well, as that I had experience volunteering at a legal clinic called um, Personal Support Unit, what is now called uh, the Support Through the Court. And that was a predominantly litigation-based experience. I was helping litigants in person draft various um, applications, draft um, various witness statements, documents, etc. And also I attended hearings and that really sparked an interest in the dispute resolution side of law um, and I kind of based the firms that I was looking to apply to um, around that and Rosenblatt has a very strong dispute resolution practice so it just I could show my interest in uh, in that particular firm and I had uh, evidence to kind of back up why I have that in, uh, interest. It's so important any point that you make in applications to back it up with your experiences and, and show how you how you know that that's the case. Okay, excellent. And um, in terms of um, your, your training contracts, um, so are you aware of what your seats are on? Is that how it works? Or? Um, no, so I know that I have to do um, one contentious and one non-contentious seat, um, but I have not been told yet which seats um, kind of are available. I haven't had that conversation yet with the firm, so um, keeping an open mind at the moment. Do you kind of jointly decide that or is it kind of a case of what you're given, you're given? Um, I think we, we, we can submit preferences um, and because okay. there's only two trainees each year, um, I think it is quite likely that we do get our choice of cool. seats. So where is it that you want to qualify into? Well, right now, um, the, my experiences to date would kind of point me towards dispute resolution, but I am aware that until you really have experience in your seat, things might change. So um, 
but yeah, very interested in dispute resolution. Um, employment is also another area. In my vacation scheme, I, I spent a day in that department and um, kind of the volume of work and the type of work seemed interesting as well. And again, it kind of aligns with my experience, you know, helping litigants in person because you're kind of helping people on a one-to-one -one basis or I guess with employment, you can work for big offices, but at the end of the day, it's you're, you're dealing with people um, and, and how to help them. Yeah, like I, I speak, I've spoken to a lot of employment lawyers and it seems like quite a, um, a good role with lots of variety. Like there's obviously some, some work with um, just advisory work and you work with some claimants and respondents. It sounds like it's quite a lot of different um, people you meet and stuff that you're doing. Mm, yeah. And um, so have you worked as a paralegal then before? No, so I've I've never worked as a paralegal. Um, I'm currently looking for paralegal roles uh, in the year prior to me commencing my training contract. So is it quite common to secure a, a training contract without working as a paralegal? Um, I'm, I'm, I think I've heard quite a, a, a mix um, from from the people that I've kind of networked with for, for the events that I run. Um, it would seem that some quite a lot of them did work as paralegals before they got their training contract whether it be at the firm they paralegaled at or another firm um but i also know quite a lot of people who haven't um haven't secured or have i mean have secured a training contract and haven't had a paralegal role um i think having a paralegal role does give you the skills to kind of stand out for training contracts um as well um i think it it varies to people i guess yeah i suppose and um and also i assume you've done some sort of like work experience like um how important do you think that is and like how how would you get about securing it yeah so i did um a well i had two kind of one week placements at a small firm in in london called child and child um and that was that was really great because it was my first insight into a law firm um before that i only had an idea of law firms that were based on drama tv dramas like suits and it was kind of interesting to see that law firms aren't like that i mean they're exciting but they're not as like dramatized and um yeah full of drama as, as other as as suits is for example um that firm was basically did a lot of family matters and um it kind of taught me two things first obviously what a law firm is like and secondly that family is probably not an area that I'm interested in um, and I think that's something that you can highlight in in application forms um, you know if you have experience doing work in a particular area and you realize that that's not something for you um, don't be afraid to kind of highlight that um, I think having some sort of legal work experience is important um, just because without having a legal work experience you run the risk of being asked how do you know that you're interested in a career in law um, but I think a lot of aspiring solicitors put a lot of weight on having um, legal work experience and having about five or six firms underneath their belt and, and kind of my advice would be that's not something you should be really overly concerned about having some legal work experience is great but also you know don't forget about the importance of non-legal work experience as well and um i think in interviews and on applications um you find opportunities to talk about your non-legal work experience a lot more than your legal work experience in 
my application process for Rosenblatt, I didn't get asked about my legal work experience at all. Um, I think having, I think going down the route that you're going down, it's probably quite clear that you are interested in an area in, in law. Um, but yeah, definitely don't forget non-legal work experience. I think that's more important than legal work experience. That's that's um, really interesting to hear because like the like the received wisdom that I've had is that uh, you know get as much work experience as you can in the law and you know and you've got to demonstrate X Y and Z and they'll love you. It's good it's good to know that like um, that they'll consider sort of more yeah non legal work experience and that being transferable is probably quite <laughs> quite relieving to hear for <laughs> people looking for their training contracts. Yeah, I think also we have to remember the climate right now and and. Um, law firms are going to be very mindful for the fact that it's going to be quite difficult for uh, people to get legal work experience at the moment um, so it is important to kind of think about how you could be developing skills elsewhere outside of the law firm yeah that, that's a good point um, brilliant I think that's a great place to leave things this week yeah thank, yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast no worries thank you for having me no, no problem at all and if you want a copy of um of tracy's interview prep document feel free to get in touch with either of us so um you can connect with um tracy on linkedin um my name is Tr- tracy chow so that's um t-r-a-c-y um t-s-a-o or you can connect with myself or you can send me an email at michael.ives at acornpeople.com and um and yeah we will happily get across a copy of that document and thanks so much for listening and take care